Hey everybody, welcome back to Explain Like I'm Five, the podcast where we take the questions you always wanted to ask and talk about them in a way that's easy to understand. We are your hosts, I'm Tim. Hey everyone, I'm Kevin. So Kevin, today we're talking about seeding clouds. We've been hearing a lot about uh, heat waves and droughts a ton in recent years. And so the question is, why can't a state like California or Oregon just seed clouds to cause rain to fall, similar to what China did before their Olympic Games? Well, you know, Tim, uh, they only cause the existing rain clouds to rain at the right time or not to rain. Uh, you kind of need clouds in the first place for that to work. Okay, so it sounds like we need to ELI-5 a little bit of how cloud seeding works in the first place. Oh, yes, yes. Okay, so cloud seeding is a really cool technology. It's basically a type of weather modification that aims to change the amount or type of precipitation, basically the rain, that falls from clouds. Uh, and how it works is by dispersing substances directly into the air that serve as cloud condensation or kind of a ice nuclei, which alter all the different kind of, uh, you know, tiny, tiny physical processes within that cloud. Its effectiveness is a little bit debated. Uh, some studies have suggested that it is difficult to show clearly that cloud seeding has a very large effect. Uh, and there are obviously different specific techniques depending on the type of cloud, the, the altitude, uh, and the temperature, or even the season. You mean like, are you trying to increase snowfall during, during the winter, or are you trying to get it to rain to cool things down during the summer? Exactly. Uh, those are two very different types. Um, people talk about uh, static uh, and dynamic seeding. I don't think we need to go into that here. Uh, in general, how it works is that cloud seeding chemicals are dispersed by aircraft or by some dispersion de devices located on the ground. These ground ones are usually generators or canisters fired from uh, anti-aircraft guns or even rockets. Now, for the release by aircraft, uh, some silver iodide flares are ignited and then dispersed as an aircraft flies through the inflow of a cloud. When released by devices on the ground, the fine particles are carried downwind and upward by air currents after release. So that's how you get all the chemicals up into the, into the clouds. Interesting. So it sounds like it works then. Uh, what do you mean? Well, does it help to increase precipitation? Does it help to prevent droughts, etc.? You know, proving that it works is hard, right? Just like getting the weather, it's, it's not exact science. Uh, so they're still debating. Weather experiments are notoriously difficult to conduct in a scientifically rigorous way because there's just no good control group to compare with. You know, the scientific gold standard will be a study that proves cloud seeding produced an outcome that definitely would not have happened without it. But how do you do that with the weather? <laughs> so who's trying? Who's using it? So it is being used today to boost precipitation at least uh, eight states across the western U.S. Of course, it's topical right now because of the droughts of summer 2021. And didn't China use it a few years ago too? Yeah, yeah, absolutely. I think that's when it first kind of became uh, mainstream. Uh, China used cloud seeding in Beijing just before the 2008 Olympic Games in order to have a dry Olympic season. Uh, basically, uh, in February 2009, uh, China also blasted iodide sticks over Beijing to artificially induce uh, snowfall after four months of drought. 
and again over other areas in northern China to increase snowfall. The snowfall in Beijing lasted for approximately wow three days and led to the closure of 12 main roads around Beijing. Uh, and at the end of October 2009, Beijing claimed it had its earliest snowfall since 1987 due to said cloud seeding. I see. Um, back to the Summer Olympics. So cloud seeding was attempted in order to coax rain showers out of clouds before they reached the Olympic city uh, in order to prevent rain during the most important opening and closing ceremonies. Wow. Now, whether this attempt was successful is a matter of dispute. Now, the uh, pollution use case is really quite interesting. Mm-hmm, mm -hmm, quite. Um, I believe in many parts of Southeast Asia, you know, there's open burning haze. It pollutes a lot of the regional environment. Uh, and cloud seeding has been used to improve the air quality by encouraging rainfall. So in 2013, Indonesia said it will begin cloud seeding operations following reports from Singapore and Malaysia that smog caused by forests and bushfires in Sumatra have disrupted daily activities in the neighboring countries. So it's like, you know, a good way of cleaning the air. Haven't there also been reports uh, of Russia using cloud seeding in its history? Oh, yes, Tim. Uh, well, this one may be more uh, into conspiracy theory, but it's very interesting. Uh, there were some claims that Russia seeded rain uh, after the Chernobyl nuclear disaster uh, to kind of seed the clouds and produce contaminated rain so the radiation would not spread as far as the Russian capital. Now, this has not been confirmed and will clearly bring about some deep more questions, but it's out there. Uh, and it would suggest that Russia had advanced tech in this area dating all the way back to the 1980s. That's right. There are a lot of conspiracy theories, too, in this broader category. Yeah, yeah. Cloud seeding has been the focus of many theories based on the belief that governments manipulate the weather in order to control various conditions, including things like global warming, populations, uh, military weapons testing, public health, and also flooding. Yeah, I remember we did an episode on contrails and, you know, the clouds that planes leave behind. Oh, yes. Remember that one? Yes, yes. There were conspiracy theories around contrails, uh, too. Anything in the sky. So uh, finally, as we wrap up, uh, there's a legal question uh, that becomes very interesting of who owns the clouds? Oh, yes, yes. Uh, if, let's say, California uh, intercepted the rain before a cloud blows over to, say, Nevada, uh, is that allowed? Exactly. Is it? So, yeah, so there is something called the, um, the Convention on the Prohibition of Military or any other hostile use of environmental modification techniques. Wow, which goes off? by the acronym. Yeah, yeah. It goes by the acronym uh, NMOD, E-N-M-O-D. Uh, but basically, uh, it's the only international framework rel related to this whole regulation of weather and climate modification tech. Um, unfortunately, the legal framework offered by NMOD is not quite sufficient to keep up with the overall technical developments. So there's lots of things still to answer, at least on the legal front, around the question of uh, ownership. <laughs> I see. Yeah, lots of questions still to be asked. Did you learn something new today? Uh, if you did, send us an email. We're at eli5thepodcast at gmail.com. We love hearing from you, especially when you have suggestions of future topics. Uh, and as always, uh, we want to say a big thank you to the community on Reddit 
at r slash explain like I'm five. We will see you all next week.